Hey awesome listeners, before we dive into today's episode, I've got a small request. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take just a moment to go and rate and review it on whatever podcast platform you're using? It costs nothing, it takes a brief moment, but it really means the world to us. Your feedback helps other people discover the show, so if you can hit that review button, share your thoughts, it's quick, it's free, but it really does make a huge, huge difference to what we're doing. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to the Forest School Podcast with Lewis Ames and Gemma Sutherden. And a massive thanks to our current patrons, Simon Kenny, Joe H, Bronus Steed, Jude Tinson and Chrissy McKeevoy. Thank you so much, guys. It really does mean a lot. I'm reading a feminist book at the moment. Are you? Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What am I? Just watch. Just watch it, yeah? Watch it. The rage. Fine. Tell me what I've done. Tell me what I'm doing. I'll fix no, it. No, I'll no, no. I will, I will. I'll give you the book after I've finished. Yeah. Oh, are you recording? Have we, start, have we started? That was, yeah. That's what we're going to start Excellent. with. You threatening me. Ah, the rage. And um, I'm going to go, I'm the victim here. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, victimised. Yeah, yeah. Me. No, you're going to go, actually, have you read that? No, that book's not so great. Have you actually read this other book on feminism? Because it's, I it's, think by stra- find, it's by a straight white man. I think you'll find... They've <laughs> explained it. You're not quite understanding it properly. What it actually is, is this. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> which is what the book's about. Um, er, I was wondering whether this this podcast will be like different in tone because we're in the woods for the first time for ages. Do you think it'll be different it might be yeah i think um there's definitely something static about when we're an in a indoor space mm-hmm. and this is true right this is true of sessions as well as of podcasting when we stop talking in a room indoors everything stops it's just silent it's just silent but there there's something about like bird song sort of filling not mm-hmm. filling the void but it feels more comfortable to have a think about what you're about to say. Mm. You don't feel the pressure to have like, oh, there's a silence. Yeah. One of us needs to fill it. Start talking. And yeah. then you end up with waffle pods. Waffle pods. This is going to be a waffle pod. Because I like, I, I oh, wish that yeah. we didn't always have to start. Well, I feel that like we don't always. But I feel like quite a lot recently we've been kind of starting the podcast by going, we're going to talk about this thing, right? We don't know everything about this thing. We, in fact, we know... <laughs> oh, we're acknowledging our ignorance. We, we know it's, a tiny bit. This is the shield that stops anybody ever coming back to us and going, actually, you're wrong. you guys have yeah. stuffed this up because yeah. we know we've stuffed stuff up. Yeah. We're about to hit 100 yeah. episodes. Yeah. We will have undoubtedly stuffed stuff up. Yeah, but we're talking about this, weren't we, in terms of um, we used to do podcasts about, like, you know when you've got, like, kids outside and it rains like that's interesting let's isn't it about rain let's that was stuff, yeah like, just stuff about rain sessions and now we've done no, i'm not saying we've done all that i'm sure we haven't but we are now kind of going oh i've read this thing like one of us will say to the other i read this thing or i watched this thing about this and it's really interesting i think we should like research it and do it on the podcast so now it's kind of like we've got more we're giving ourselves more and more homework prep for the podcast and um and then I always wish that I had like three more weeks to mm. like read more and more and more. So, um, but so what people good. need to do is support us on Patreon. Then we can make this more of our full time job, <gasps> and then we can be so like good. paid academic communicators, nature communicators. Then I can pay someone to look after my small beings, so that I would have more time to actually do some in depth, uninterrupted 
flow state research. And there's absolutely no one in the history of um, educational research who's ever stopped doing practical work to focus on research and has then lost touch with uh, actually what it is to teach. No one's ever fallen into that trap, no. which is really great, I think. If you don't talk to anyone that does <laughs> academic writing, they always are, they've got their finger on the pulse as well. <laughs> Sorry. Saucer of milk table too. We're talking about the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory, yes. right? Right. Why did we come? Did we come up with this? We. I can't remember which of us hit upon it. Maybe at the same time, different things. Do you know what? I think it's been floating around my echo chambers and people that I talk to. Um, I'll tell you where I think it came from. So I think I was doing a lot of looking around and reading around trauma. Yeah. Following the lockdowns. Yep. And going, how? What will the impacts of trauma be? How do people come out of trauma? Mm -hmm. And that ended up in this thing of polyvagal theory explaining trauma explaining trauma symptoms mm. explaining and then i was like i'm not aware of this thing uh but then but i think it also came in from a um oh i know where mine came from from like a uh, the needs of learners the needs of children yeah and going <clears throat> oh we've got some learners or or potential you know learners somewhere and you go this will explain behavior in yeah. a way yeah, kind of give us a an insight. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine came because my mum was like, "Oh, I listened to this podcast. This podcast called Crowd Science, this BBC thing," and uh, she's like, "Oh, it's about the vagus nerve." And the reason that she put me onto it was because there was a whole bit about cold water swimming in there. Oh, so okay. she was like, "Yeah, great, but don't get your." head and your face under the water because then it can do something to you I, I mean I did listen to the podcast I'm sorry I forgot right. exact details but um, it can cause like the it goes into the reptilian bit yeah when you get cold water shock it's because you've done this thing the, that's right yeah done some vagal business oh. yeah okay um, so that's how I kind of came into it and then what have you read watched like what have been your sources of information I've Googled extensively, mm -hmm. which is uh, outstanding academic research. Yes, of course. Googled extensively, looked at lots of... My learning style is like infographics. Mm -hmm. I love an infographic. Oh, if it's yeah. like this and it explains it, and there's the little like 2D bubble art person that goes like, <laughs> and they're pointing at something. Oh my God. That You could give me you a wall it. of text. If there's little cartoon people really? around it... Like and, clip art. And it looks like speech bubbles. Really? Then I would be like, oh, I'm doing... <laughs> This is just a poster. I love a poster. Um, so I've done that. And also I listened to a couple of TED Talks. Cool. Um, because I find TED Talks quite good at explaining, at communicating stuff quite simply. But I'm aware that they also have to simplify stuff for time. Yes. So listening to a TED Talk and then going, okay, I'm going to look at this thing and this thing and this area of it. You know? Yeah. What about you? Um, I, yes googled youtubed found some found a woman called suki baxter okay it's american um she has a video about explaining polyvagal theory in a really like i read the comments of the video and people were like yeah i'm a doctor and this is like the most succinct youtube like, comments agreed agreed youtube oh, wow. comments told me Sorry. it wow. was like great and so i watched it and um it was really good and then i got into a kind of internet hole of she has um, put some exercises on there, which are great. Oh yes, I think Did I've seen see this those? person. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she told me 
that she they were. You. She told me specifically that they were from a book called "Accessing the Healing Power of the Vagus Nerve" by Stanley Rosenberg, which mm-hmm. I would like to get okay. um, because it looks really good. And then also, I'm just I haven't I'm I'm open. I've got a book open, which is the book, the book. The Essential Guide to Forest School and Nature Pedagogy by John Green and Marina Robb. Who we're talking to soon. We're going to talk to them all about, about this, this whole It's book. probably going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Mm, or the shortest one. Because we'll just be like, Who knows? hey, but, it's great, bye. You know. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a whole bit in there about the brain, body and place mm. um, as well. So I thought... Can I tell you yeah. a, Can I tell you a thing that jumped out at me mm. from the reading that I'd, and research that I'd done that I was like... Uh, if you've got this far and you're like, okay, I'm almost done with this waffle chat. It's making me, making my brain hurt. Mm. The fact that, so the, the system is saying that it used to be you're either in your social, uh, communicative, happy families mode mm-hmm. or you're in your freeze yes. response mode. That was what people were taught. That was the thing. And now they're saying that there's a third one and that there's this hierarchy, blah, 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 blah. And there's this middle mode that's like panic, but not sure. Anyway, uh, the thing that caught my attention the most was that uh, did, you, did you stumble upon this thing about your inner ear? Oh no. Incredible. So when you are in your safe zone, yeah. when your system is functioning and everything about your body is going. So yeah. sorry, backtrack massively. Your vagus nerve runs from your brain right down the back and it goes to all your v- organs. And vagus and it, is Latin for wandering. Yes, because so it goes it to all the different all your body. bits. Um, yeah. And it mostly controls your auto something the ones that you do that you do automatically so your heartbeat your stomach function your liver processing all that stuff anyway so you can be in a safe mode according to this nerve and when you're in the safe mode your your ear is attuned to the the oh, same yeah. frequencies as a human voice so you can hear more clearly intonation but also just in general you can pick voices out of a crowd you mm-hmm. can do all this stuff when you're <coughs> feeling safe you can do all this stuff once you go into this middle system, which is like the something's not right, you're starting to get worried, but you're not in the freeze system. You're not in that third mm-hmm. reptilian, like mm-hmm. you've shut down. You're in this middle one. Your inner ear changes shape or retunes, and basically you're then only tuned into low noises, growling, mm-hmm. yelling, threat noises, like primal threat noises, mm-hmm. which uh, as, an ed- as an educator, mm. which of which I am, um, just that idea that like if someone is panicking, they they physiologically are less able to hear you. Yeah, is an, is enormous. Well, I have a similar thing that I picked out, which okay. I made notes about, which is that when you are in that flight freeze, yeah. all those mode, uh, then in a similar way, you your brain changes the way that it interprets faces, so that mm-hmm. you are less able to interpret faces yes. accurately. So that even a neutral expression can, is interpreted by your brain as being threatening. It basically stops taking risks. It starts going like, okay, I can err on the side of caution here. Maybe that's a friendly face. Maybe that's a... But it just goes like, nope, we're taking no risks. Anything I... Yeah, so you can literally look at a face and you will misinterpret something that's neutral as threatening. And therefore you can't use people to self-regulate. So when we talk about co-regulation quite a lot in forest school Mm -hmm. and kind of that might be quite a big part of our job for some learners that we don't have access to that as a resource if somebody is, has got to that point where in, they're in that state, which is mm-hmm. really massively useful to know, isn't it? And the other um, thing that I really picked out was that 
um, the, this part of the brain is so ancient that it, it, it predates language. Mm-hmm. So words also will not. So Can't talking therapies do not. So if you've, if you've had a, a, a traumatic experience and that is stored in your body and has put your vagus nerve into this state of like, yeah, threat freeze whatever mm-hmm. and it's and even if you've kind of moved past that in a way or you think you have it's still stored in your body in the form of tension so that yeah. your posture will change depending on the experience of that traumatic event or experience and then it's a kind of um vicious circle in that the posture synapses that fire together wire together that thing tells your vagus nerve there's something wrong your shoulders are hunched or you're you know and so um and suki baxter on her videos talks quite a lot about like the different types of clients that she sees that have had you know she talk about how the posture of somebody who's experienced trauma will look different to somebody who um, Mm -hmm. is highly anxious and she will talk about where their weight will be distributed and their posture and things like that and so that actually um, the the whole kind of history of therapy and counselling and stuff has been um, about talking, about getting out through words and CBT to try to change your thinking which is still to do with words and she's like that's great and it does you know work for certain things but for when we're talking about like the way that the body is storing trauma Mm. and anxiety you actually that's not going to work because it's just so ancient this bit of your brain that those words are having no effect they don't register so a lot of the exercises she's doing are physical exercises where you don't have to be like thinking a certain way you don't have to be going concentrate on this thing it's not does it matter if there's whale song on no it doesn't vital? matter and um yeah so and again like mindfulness you know she's saying that's great but for this kind of thing that we're talking yeah. about mindfulness practice is not going to have the same effect so the 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 ted talk that i was listening to <clears> was <throat> saying that they um the reason that you hear vagus nerve and you hear polyvagal yeah because there, there's two there's two systems so it's the same network it's almost like the same tree starting at your brain it's like upside down like a root i guess Mm -hmm. starting at your brain and going to all your organs and it's like 70 percent of that system uh goes brain to organs Mm -hmm. to tell your organs what to do and 30 percent of those connections are organs back to brain Uh, so and it's one of the only systems that goes organ back to brain in that ratio yeah so that thing again that's like you're saying if your posture is wrong or if you have and this is where i think it's very applicable to learners if you have children who um, uh, so a lot of the stuff I was reading about it's connection to like IBS mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. basically that yeah, like yeah. if you have a stomach problem it, you know could just be a digestive and I yeah. could in air quotes there a digestive issue could be going up your polyvagal system mm-hmm. and telling your brain that there's like a fear threat something is going on mm-hmm. that's why I'm not right mm. and that then makes your brain go into that right okay so everything's a threat now mm. Find out about CPD courses at childrenoftheforest.com. Check out the podcast links for more details. Um, but also vice versa. Yes. That you can be anxious about something, something maybe you don't even you're not even aware of, like on a subliminal level, something has made yes. you feel anxious. A bad email. Yeah, uh, and uh, then that you know. gives you a, a genuine pain somewhere in your body, whether it yeah. be your stomach or your gut, and give you gut problems or your shoulders. So you keep actually talking about. So you know, I just go, oh, I've just got this pain in my shoulder. I don't remember doing anything, mm. and um, and it can be a, a you know they say that like hunched shoulders are a sign of stress, yeah. but it's really like you know yes, and it will keep going until you do something with your vagus nerve to tell to reassure yes. you, make you sure that you're okay. Um, it really made me aware of how much. You know, you're like, oh, just being in the forest, being in nature is like so healing. I'm like, say that kind of thing, don't mm-hmm. they? 
and then looking at some of these exercises and some of these things that kind of access the polyvagal system a lot of this stuff is happening by itself naturally without us as facilitators leading any kind of activity mm-hmm. so one of the things um that i watched was about um kind of grounding yourself and making and or- orientating yourself orienting yourself in the present moment so in that, in that way it is kind of like mindfulness but it's telling your inner system deep inside i'm here now and i am safe yeah. and that your eye movements are going to do that to your brain your polyvagal system so it was about noticing things really close to you and and not in a type of mindfulness way where you might go try and clear your brain yeah, you know, yeah. if a thought comes in don't worry but just ride with it this is just like look around you um in the sort of close range of your vision and just let your eyes wander and concentrate on what you want to concentrate on so you might see something and it catches your eye mm-hmm. and let yourself stare at that for a while and do that for a while and then um shift your gaze a bit further and it's sort of like do it now. orienting yourself and anchoring in yourself in place and going and sort of reminding yourself that you're here now and that you're safe little robin ah! and there was a thing about gaze length and i'm, I'm can't remember what it was there's something about uh, there was something about like the ultimate gaze length for kind of good mental health and good um you know for your brain to function well and not be anxious which was a lot longer than your average computer screen to chair right okay you know length or desk to work kind of length so you're saying if i hunch over and stare at a smartphone six inches from my face what what i don't believe you Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, we're talking then about systems and exercises and stuff. Um, one of the things that I've seen is that yeah. So your polyvagal system mostly controls that automatic stuff: your stomach, your blood, your heart. And they said uh, those things have to work automatically because if they didn't, when you went to sleep, you'd die. Mm. Um, but breathing is the only thing that sits in the middle. Mm. So it is controlled by your polyvagal system, your polyvagal nerve. Um, but it's one of the only things that you can take control of and go, I am going to breathe in this certain way. I'm going to breathe like this, or I'm not going to breathe like this. Um, and that then, like we were saying, you can subvert that signal and go, mm-hmm. I am breathing, I'm breathing, you know, your body's going like, breathe fast, something's wrong. And then if you go, I'm breathing slowly, your body goes, why? What? You must be fine, I suppose, yeah. if you're breathing slowly. Um, yeah, that was another and, thing I saw. That, just in terms of breathing, yeah. to breathe in, counting to six, and out, counting to six, ten times. So that is the the maths of that. Then is six, no, ten breaths a minute. Ten breaths a minute, and yeah. that is like That's ultimate the... chill zone. Oh. And that if you do that, it's just like flicking a switch and going, cool, you're safe. And lots of stuff then uh, around this sort of research is then talking about how that is embedded in a and i guess a like in a holistic way in things like yoga in things like mindfulness in things like all these like uh very ancient practice like tai chi has got loads of breathing in it all of this stuff that's like or like you could even extend it out couldn't you go like uh lots of cultures have like vision quests Mm -hmm. you know or or periods where it's like go out on your own and go and do this thing Mm. when you're gonna do nothing but be in control of your breath or be controlling your gaze length or mm. doing these things. Um, but the, the like biological element of controlling your polyvagal system is wrapped up inside 
that cultural thing. Yeah, I had exactly the same thought about yoga um, because I started yeah reading about the polyvagal stuff and then did some yoga and I was like, hang on a minute, this is the same as what I've just yeah. been watching. And, you know, and it's like, I love it when those kind of discoveries happen where you're like, the, this cultural thing, as you say, has developed and evolved without a knowledge, a scientific knowledge of, look, there is a nerve that goes well, it's here lots to here. Of, it's it's just, lots of it like, works. oh, this works. It we don't works. really understand so, yeah, why. We can make up on. a reason why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we think we know why. Uh-huh. It's because of Shiva. Yeah. We think we know why. It's because yeah. of yeah. the good energy coming in or whatever. Yeah. But you can't argue with the results of it, mm-hmm. which is that people are, you know, yeah. more regulated. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've said the word regulated and that's reminded me. So uh, the, the polyvagal system is, is this three modes this kind of safe communicative you know the middle stage which is like a bit a bit worried i think it's fair to say activation system activation system it's here in this book yes there we go and then your the the bottom one is the reptilian flight fight freeze all of these ones Mm -hmm. um and those systems have been so the, the the reptilian one, the like red system at the bottom is the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Then you have the next, the, the attention one. Mm-hmm. And then you have the green safe system. Mm. Um, and only mammals, only modern mammals have this green one at the top. Mm. Um, and so they're just talking about that. You know, when you see a lizard in a stress situation, they don't go through these systems. They just stop. Mm. They don't have it built in. Um, but equally, it's like only through like the societies that we have now that we can deal with some problems through like communicative and like social means because the alternative is like they said that's basically the only way we can be around so many other uh animals people and not kill each other so that's the evolutionary explanation yeah. for it yeah i also was reading about i mean this is completely obvious but um came back to that kind of study of happiness and well-being and over a certain oh, right. uh, over a certain annual income the only indicator of increased happiness is social contact and relationships like that's yeah. literally it like that is the key to human happiness yeah. and that you can't access that if you are in this state or you've got, you haven't dealt with past trauma yeah. um which is really interesting um and what you were saying there kind of reminded me of the kind of like we were talking about the long-term nature of forest school yes and about having a regular group that's the same and this really keys into that doesn't it in terms of you can't progress and move forward if for any reason you are in this highly anxious state so if you are in a group which you're not usually in you've got like who are these people like where am i this group is different to last time hang on a minute last time i was here this happened and now this isn't you know and these people are different and it's being run you know therefore you cannot move past that mm. kind of like highly you've got anxious. to deal with that first yeah you've got to attend to that first yeah um and and i was saying yesterday wasn't i I was kind of thinking about like there's so much great uh work being done uh in in schools like i i'm going to acknowledge again i feel like we acknowledge this all the time we're very privileged we work in an independent place we mm-hmm. can do long-term provision everything else um I looking back at sessions I've done in a school where forest school I mean sessions mm. I've done in a school and where I was looking for kind of like oh can I progress their knife skills or can I progress mm. how they're doing social emotionally but actually if that two hours a week is just um, like a like a 
release valve, you know, that's them going, I've got to resettle all my polyvagal stuff, I've got mm-hmm. to reset all this stuff going on. What what was I thinking, thinking that I could mm. move things on, in air quotes, mm. during that time, when actually you go, well, if they're not set, you know, if, that, if you've only got two hours, that's probably just about enough time to settle. Mm. And if you, and, and, you know, that's, that's valuable in and of itself. Being a pressure valve is a valuable role. Absolutely. And yeah, as you say, we're very privileged so that we see the increased benefits of the longer day, yeah. the more the longer term provision, all this kind of stuff. And we just kind of hanker after more. We're like, it works, it works, yeah, so yeah. we'll go for more. But if, if two hours in the school field is all you've got, you still have to acknowledge but I think the this um, is, but, but what I think that. was, that I think it's something that more people should bring up when senior leadership teams when head teachers when whoever it is says can we see outcomes or can we see you know i want to see this to go okay but can you appreciate that from monday at eight of nine o'clock until friday at one o'clock you've pushed these children very hard academically mm. and that they need a release valve mm. during that time and you mm. can't really call you know 20 minutes of break is not a release valve no. 30 minutes of lunch is not a release valve because they're processing lunch they're doing whatever the blood isn't in the right place all this stuff to go are you expecting me to you know regulate these children and then make progress on top of that mm. or am i am i just a release valve and that's a perfectly valid that's re- uh, you know an important thing that those children need um yeah and also to try and I mean, I think I think assessing assessing outcomes is a whole podcast in itself, isn't it? Maybe we should yeah. do one that time. That would be that would be cool. Um, but when you're trying to assess an outcome that's in somebody's inner world, oh, I find yeah. that just so like interesting as a thing. Because obviously, you want to be reflective and you think about your learners and you think about the progress that they're making and you get to know them as much as possible. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but it somehow feels kind of like like presumptuous and intrusive to start trying to pick around you know and try and go like oh well you know so and so was more chilled out the the day after boys school that that must be because like something in their inner world has happened because of me or because of do you know what I mean it's kind of like well that's their like inner world and we can't we can't ever know you might notice you might think you notice like a change in behavior or um you know they might tell you something but to start trying I don't know but that's a big uh ego dissolving thing that I think comes from doing forest school for a long time is realizing more and more that you are less and less important or less and less um like directly effect effectual yeah yeah in terms of like it's not because of you it's not yeah, yeah. less and less of it you re- mm. you th- the same stuff is happening at the start you might think a lot of it and I definitely did think oh this is all because of me and then the more you kind of go well this is because of other stuff mm. which I do want to, so we were talking about this social thing and regulating. One of the interesting things that I read was that the socialising and regulating to be in a safe space Mm -hmm. does not have to be human to human. Mm -hmm. So this can be regulating with a support animal, regulating with, right. And then I I was going, well, if you take, if you combine these things of like, to regulate, you need to do something social to to accept that you're safe. Um, And then... You pull in that thing of like play working where we're saying that play cues can come from nature. Mm-hmm. So, and also you don't have access to the facial recognition when you're dysregulated. So you need to do something social. It can't involve faces and nature is there giving you play cues. The fact, I think there's something there that is like, 
you are socialising with nature mm-hmm. to to regulate your own safe space in a way that you absolutely and that's what i was talking about like focal length so in the forest you are naturally doing that aren't you you are you are looking at the mini beast on the floor that you've just noticed then it's crawling towards you and then you hear a noise and your gaze is automatically brought up to where you heard that noise which is in the trees do you know what i mean it's like you're in the right environment for that system to be soothed and yeah activated and there was uh this interesting thing again tying it into play working one of the descriptions i saw was that moving between this like green amber and red moving between these zones in your polyvagal system um is play that is what play is mm-hmm. is moving you know it goes back to we've said it a few times play and and then i i realized that actually like sorry i'll finish the sentence play isn't always fun happy smiling all these things and I realised that it's something I've been trying to explain to practitioners, to students for a while of like, uh, you know, when we say, oh, everybody had a great day mm. or like everyone was, was happy all day isn't actually the shining compliment about your sessions that you think it mm. is. Um, and actually looking at it and going, well, if play is about practising moving through those stages of this game's quite intense and it might be touching on my polyvagal red zone fear you know (laughs) i might be freezing up for a little bit but then oh can i you know you're strengthening those pathways through play one sorry one is strengthening those pathways when they play so that when a in air quotes real example of stress of threat comes in those pathways are well worn Mm. in self-regulating back up if you just stay in the green zone the whole time uh you aren't mm. and i'm not saying that you should be like jumping out from behind trees and going like, <laughs> just to get people into the red zone and go, and go right now get yourself back they get, get yourself the, back they, but get, like, they do that automatically if you give them time and space they will automatically do that kind of yeah. play yeah yeah and it's really really interesting and it ties more into so we talked before about boredom and going you know giving learners that space to when they're um upset to regulate back through board through being like you just need to go and sit there you know not going you need to go and sit there but going you know i'm not going to offer you a distraction go and you know that person can sit on the swing on their own for a little bit they can which is hard to do as a which is really hard to do as because a you think oh it's my job to look after them and to make sure yeah. that i help them through these things um and i've been doing i've been thinking about that a lot recently and going just watching trying to watch and wait for longer than i would mm. ordinarily because what i found this week is that some of our groups you know is that that thing we were talking about that where they you realise they don't really need you yeah. and then you go oh how do I feel about that but there have been times when someone's become dysregulated and I've just I've been about to go in and then I've just gone just hold it for a second and half the time when I've watched the person has been able to regulate themselves and has been able to sort out the problem yeah. and other times the rest of the group have stepped in to do it mm-hmm. and off they've gone and that they didn't need me and I'm like yes that is what happens when you wait a bit longer and i suddenly yeah. realized whoa and this is this is a group that's this, known is, what each can, other for, this is what can happen oh yeah and this is a group longer. that has known each other for a long time now um and i would say i'm able to watch and wait because it has been beginning to happen you know yes. already well i wondered about it being a, a an something that you could sort of hold in that moment of waiting something you can like reassure yourself with if someone's dysregulated to go 
they can't biologically they're less able to hear you right mm. now so anything you think you're going to join you're going to improve verbally mm. isn't as effective as you think it's going to be so just mm. you know that person can't see your face right now mm. without interpreting it as aggression mm. and they can't hear what you're saying mm. and it sort of made me go oh okay so what should i be doing yeah. i'm not sure i've got an answer yet no. other than sometimes what i think i do is just um Basically, I just stand near there and yes. be a body yeah. and just very slightly make my presence known in terms of like, I might s- s- walk over, mm. you know, with a slightly heavier, foot, heavier footfall or I might go that that bit of brash near there definitely needs tidying up. But I'm not going to make eye contact with anyone. Mm. I'm just going to go and uh, basically non-verbally and without my face, try and reassure people that this is a safe space mm-hmm. and whether I can... Do you know what it is? It's I see myself as a beacon of safety. Is that right? Yes, I think everybody sees me. As a be- <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. Um, <sighs> I can think of several examples where me putting myself in that place has uh, been worse than mm-hmm. if I hadn't stepped in. But you, you don't know that until mm-hmm. you no. practice this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was an interesting thing uh, I found out about when somebody has experienced a really traumatic event and their body has properly gone into shutdown yeah that when they're reflecting on that afterwards um they often blame themselves and go why why did i shut down yeah i could have said something i could have moved away i could have you know prevented this from getting worse by moving by calling for help or whatever um and actually through kind of therapy with a professional professional is trying to remind them that actually they it wasn't their fault and instead of it blaming wasn't, almost it wasn't them well, more thing. like actually what your body was doing was brilliant your body was protecting you oh, that okay. is your kind of that's your body looking after you oh gosh a little, it was a little um i think it was a vole again I think so. He just loves the podcast. I think it was a little fall. Coming out to say hi. Um, yeah, so you should feel proud of your body that it that it did that. This went, this is too traumatic. I am right. I am shutting down now to prevent further damage. Um and that to try and have a kind of positive reflection is really hard mm. um but very necessary for healing and to move on and to go actually you you know, your body did the right thing for you at the time. It's a kind of inbuilt response that is positive yeah i think i have seen almost the flip side of that in the research that i did where someone was saying that the a lot of the problem with um let's say extreme incidences that can cause trauma is that you are being judged in that scenario by people who've never been in that position and they are saying it was a little mouse (laughs) um they're not saying it was a little mouse they're saying I wouldn't have done that yeah, yeah. because they're folk because they're in their green zone mm-hmm. and they're thinking, uh, that, you know, you pick, yeah. pick an incident. You know, it can be um, uh, like a mugging or a, mm-hmm. a, any mm. incident of abuse, um, and people will go, "Well, you didn't fight back, yeah. therefore you can't really have been scared. Mm. You can't really have been because I sitting here in my green zone." Mm. I can make a logical choice about, like, I wouldn't, I would have fought back, I would have done this thing, rather than, which is where I'd heard the, the phrase, 
that that wasn't you making that decision. Mm-hmm. That's not you in your green zone. Yeah, yeah. And then putting that um, again through like an educator lens and going when that person, when that learner behaves in a certain way that is as a practitioner sometimes scary to watch sometimes genuinely worrying when they do something you know to go that's not to like disassociate it from them but to go that's that's them in their red zone that is a yes. that is a, yes. a like 10,000 year old animal behaving in a certain way that is not yeah. the person that I know that came up and had a chat to me about pokemon this morning yeah. that is they're they're different people and i think that um i've been reading about and i've forgotten the name of the approach but it is um it, like that but there's more stages to it so you're in the blue zone maybe we talked about my podcast before you're in the blue zone you, um my sister's teaching assistant uses it in her classroom okay. to help um children express their sort of states. and if you get all the way up to the top you get to the proud cloud no no, no. <laughs> no it's really good it is like a, a way of you know of what and she works with really little children right so um yeah whether you're in the green zone the blue zone is more like anxious and fearful okay the green zone's okay the red zone is getting um like angry and you know over the top and excited i can't remember now anyway i'll look it up okay but um and she teaches it so that children can express and can say like i'm, I'm here i'm here whatever. right and i've been thinking about um potentially bringing it in to forest school because i sort of listening to what you're saying there and part of the a really big problem for somebody who's become dysregulated in in a group scenario in public is is exactly as you're describing those other learners kind of watching that happen and making judgments about them and yes. doing what they think is helping and going that's wrong like you shouldn't do that or just calm down or you know with that kind of just like absolute lack of comprehension because they're in their green zone um and well, it's to different a... comprehension isn't it it's the comprehension that a lot of teachers have yeah of going yeah. just calm down or a lot yeah, of parenting yeah. i you know yeah, yeah. you see people going just calm down why can't you just calm down yeah you know yeah, yeah. i'm going to punish you right now because you're not anyway yeah, yeah yeah um so to for everybody to have that awareness of different zones so you know, without of... getting into the whole of polyvagal theory yeah, yeah yeah but to use that as a kind of explanation i mean they're amazing at after the event being very like oh that happened in the past and now now we're here and now that per- you know that yeah. person i'm always amazed at how children kind of wit- can witness a meltdown and then just move on from it later in the day yeah. and just be like playing a really close game with that person as if nothing has happened um and a game that sometimes is because they're doing like they're playing out that trauma like a, you know it can be like someone was chased and they genuinely were finding it distressing and scary mm-hmm. and awful and then later that day you see them playing another chase game that has the potential to go in almost exactly the same place and you almost mm-hmm. want to look and go what are you all right but they're what owning it do- aren't they they're controlling I know. it i know but in the same way that somebody who finds um noise very triggering in a sensory yes. way yeah, will love to grab a drum and bang a drum really loudly you know because you're controlling you're the, controlling the thing. it yeah and maybe that is helping you with that sensory issue in a longer term maybe that's your you know self strategy yeah with that and that's why yeah, definitely support the podcast today by becoming a patreon member at childrenoftheforest.com check out the podcast links for more details i think there is something to um being able to communicate to other learners 
possibly not in a like I think what you'd have to do I'm thinking on my feet here is not do it in a broadcast way of like while you're getting kicked in the knee oh no like, you've so got the to children do it. go like don't worry this is just the red zone talking <laughs> I'm fine really like you'd have to go afterwards and go like are you alright I think that you know yeah. to, to witnesses you'd have to go that was a bit weird wasn't it I think that person was was feeling a bit like this I think they were in the blue yeah or, or there's two of you one of the practitioners is with the person who's dysregulated and the other one goes out a flip one, chart with the zones the one, on it and goes children the other one <laughs> um, you know how we might you know some learners will come in and try and like help and you might go, you know what, guys? We're actually going to go over here. And that's part of that conversation yeah, yeah. to have with those people is to go, they can't, they can't actually hear you at the moment because do you remember when we talked about the red zone mm. and we said, you know, and it would be a kind of thing where you would just talk about it in the morning, like morning circle as another check-in. Yeah, you like, know? oh, like, I was reading this weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, um, that's how I've heard it used in early years classrooms is a kind of morning circle time check-in thing. Just another way like of, you it. know, so in the same way that you would teach children about like the sensations in their body and then and naming that emotion and helping um, them process that through naming it. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like a almost simplified version of that. that instead of using the word anxious, you're going to yeah. use the colour blue. And it rings true to a lot of stuff. I've heard, you know, it rings true to that thing of striking when the iron's cold. Mm. You basically are going, I'm going to talk to you when you're green. Mm-hmm. And, and that gives you a lot of freedom in terms of, again, if you can communicate that well to a group, potentially this could be very difficult to observe in a um, a group that's got children and adults, like a family group or something, where there's that, or even if you've got like, let's say, worst case scenario, you've got Ofsted in, they're watching you and they see you not talking to someone who's dysregulated, not like punishing them, not reminding them of the behaviour chart, but you're just kind of going, I just need to make them safe for a bit and then afterwards you know doing whatever else but being able to communicate like that they're they're not able to they weren't able to hear me at that point there was there was there wasn't any point in reminding you know reminding them that they were on their third warning or (laughs) going through all this other stuff it's cringy isn't it because when you this is the stuff you know we say it a lot but when you do the more we pick up the more you look back on stuff that for me at least the stuff that I've done and gone why did nobody tell me this stuff beforehand why is the prevailing practice the the inverse of this yeah yeah and is it because that those are you know behavior policies are not written when people are in the red zone they're written by a group of people in the green zone making logical decisions crowd control and basically essentially what you need to do is get people to mask because that's the only way it's going to happen you can't go do you know what i mean it's like a but we don't need to do that here so that's all right i was going to say something what was i going to say oh yes i was going to say that um that again it's something that you can model and talk about your because i was thinking about as you were describing you know we're talking about people being dysregulated um and we've got to include ourselves as practitioners in that. So there will be times where something will happen during the day that will put us into our different no, zones, never. you know. I'm absolutely and perfect all the to, time. And whereas in other kind of childcare child scenarios, maybe you wouldn't acknowledge that. Or maybe you would, you know, if you're a good practitioner, maybe you would. But to be able to kind of take the time to go, oh, do you know what? 
I'm feeling this, my body's feeling this, and la 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 la. I did that with my own kids the other day. I was driving, I was I was dropping them off at your house, and I was driving somewhere, and I was like, oh guys, I'm like feeling really weird in my body. I'm feeling like really, I don't know if I'm anxious or like a bit excited, or I don't know. Like, I wonder why that might be. Like maybe it's because I don't quite know where I'm going, and I need to. I don't quite know where I'm going to park, and that you know, and talked mm. it through, and they. And they chucked some suggestions at me as well. They were like, oh, maybe it's because it's something that you haven't done much before. Mm. Or maybe there's going to be some people there that you don't know. And I was like, maybe you're right. Yeah. This is a kind of, you know, they were interested. They weren't just like, oh, whatever, mum. Yeah. Um, so. I guess it's a case of doing that and not using it as so often these things can become as like guilt. So not, oh, yeah, u- no, not no, no, using no. it as, uh, excuse me, little Tommy, you're making me feel a yeah. little bit orange. Oh, yeah, no. And <laughs> if I get to red, I'm going to smack you with a spade. Like, <laughs> and I, it won't be me because it's a different person yeah. in the red zone. Yeah, like, no, it's not a behaviour control <laughs> mechanism. It's a just, just oh, just this is something I've observed. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's different for me than it is for you as well. Like the whole acknowledging differences thing. Um, yeah and i think as well one of the things that's uh so to jump back massively um that thing of uh not being able to do if you're in like a green uh, like an amber or a red zone that verbal stuff is harder to get through let's not say it's impossible but it's harder to get through mm. um that you can't get people into the green zone regularly in a short period of time you have it has to be something like safety is not something that you can go don't worry mate you're safe Mm -hmm. and they go oh of course all my anxiety has melted you know this is all done through modeling through long-term connection through understanding incidents where people do go into the red zone and and they're not being worried about that happening again or you know constantly going okay yeah. How is this relationship being built over a long time? Suki Baxter describes it as titration, that um, term from chemistry. Um, right. Of you know, it's not about kind of learning all of these physical exercises which soothe your polyvagal system. It's about doing a little bit, and over time, you can't expect a magical, um, amazing response, especially if some of the kind of stuff you're holding in your body is quite old. Um, that you can do a little bit of these exercises for example as often as you want and yeah. it'll have a very gradual effect yeah. um, which I think is the same things we were talking about there's um one of the I did some of these exercises this morning and um, okay. and I did feel different after I'd done them so one of them is to just put that your hand on the side of your head and Wait, tilt let me your do it with you. So tilt your left ear towards your left shoulder. So you've got your left hand on the side of your head. and On you're the just, right side of your head. Oh, right side of your head, sorry. And then you t- tilt your left ear to your left shoulder. But while you're doing that, then with your eyes, you take your gaze up and to the right. Like and towards you don't, the roof? Yeah, towards the roof. And you don't need to pull your head and you don't need to strain at all. Oh, it shouldn't be okay. painful. You just chill out there and you keep your eyes there and your head there for 30 seconds and then do the same on the other side. And... Um, and on her video, she's got like a clock counting down from 30. Oh. But she says that if you are doing it and you're just chilling out there, that you can do it until you literally notice a sigh or a breath that is deeper or different to the to the rest of them. Well, I've got a blocked nose from hay fever and I'll, oh. I'll be honest, it's already cleared. Oh. Whatever this is. That's interesting. Maybe I've got stress-induced hay fever. 
wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, so there's mine. <laughs> Mine's just happened. And and then oh, you do the great. same on the other side. And then you do um, it extended and you do the same thing, but you put your hand on your ribs. And so you're pulling your rib cage and your spine into a C shape. So, so wait. Oh, so oh, okay. So you're pulling with your right because hand. Because your vagus your... nerve goes down there. So you're... So left hand on the right... People yeah. listening. Take your left hand, put it on the right side of your head. Take your right hand and put it on your left ribs. And pull them slightly in towards your tummy. So like you're your trying to make yourself into the letter S. Or a C. Or a C. Yeah. God, well, this is... really quickly. Yeah. This one's not doing it for me. But, um, hold it for a bit longer. But I um, I literally felt like a mood boost a few minutes after I'd done it. I sort of felt yeah. a kind of like, oh, so I do feel you... quite happy now. I feel quite, quite cool. So do you have any ideas then for these exercises? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I think we would both agree wouldn't work would be to go, for, for our setting, mm -hmm. would be to go, everybody, we're going to do these because... Mm -hmm that's a demand and we've already talked about demands and and stuff like that so how do you put this stuff in because we're talking about lots of this stuff is already wrapped up in cultural traditions of yoga or of whatever else mm -hmm. and that children do these things through play have you seen or are the recommendations for how to get these stretches mm -hmm. into a practice well, you know? i wouldn't say that it's definitely impossible because you did that um census check-in this week I did, you're And, right. you know, you don't go, we're all doing this now. Some people watched from a distance and, you know, a bit away and were like, I don't want to involve myself in that. And then I looked yeah. around and after a few minutes they were joining yeah. in from where they were. So it's just one of those things you're just like, oh, this is just like a fun thing that I'm going to do. Um, and, yeah, that was a surprisingly high take up, I thought, of that activity. I think a lot of stuff comes from uh, something that you and I both have is like a lack of piety around any of this stuff or a yeah. lack of like I, I, I say this in in the nicest way possible i don't think either of us are very earnest people mm -hmm. in in you know we're not they're going like, the don't put that voice on the yeah, children yeah. we must do that it's all a bit mm. like come on you know mm. it's more at the uh, cockney fruit seller yeah. end of delivery come yeah. on folks have a <laughs> roll up do some bagel stretches <laughs> <laughs> um, it, because that's less intimidating yeah but I did think, I, I said to you, I think, um, on some planning, that that uh, orienting one can... So, a lot of... When I was looking at it, I was like, ah, oh, that's like that game we already play. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, we play Kim's Forest sometimes. Yes. So, we get people to look at, in a certain direction for a while, and just notice what's there. And then we get them all to turn around, and then we go and change one thing. Add a bucket into the landscape or move a big branch or something cut down a tree cut down a tree walk through in a flamingo outfit um and get them to notice and so that is orienting you know yes. that game yeah. is orienting so in the same way that we might kind of leave people for quite a long time during hide and seek and it's kind of invoking yes. some mindful moments yes. maybe or as happened today, someone goes, oh, yeah, we just watched some Peppa Pig on YouTube while we were waiting to be found in hide and seek today. What's this? <laughs> Sorry, what? No, what? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what happened? Sorry. <laughs> um, people in a group were playing, we were playing hide and seek and they were waiting for a long time to be found. They picked a very good hiding place. So Here? Yeah, so they watched some Peppa Pig on YouTube and uh, not us leaders, a family. <laughs> Oh, a family. 
<laughs> yeah, so I put Peppa Pig on YouTube on because it was getting a bit boring at Forest Girls. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't put Peppa Pig amazing. on. That's yeah. amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, they were just waiting for, just hanging out <laughs> in a bush or something. Watch some Peppa Pig. Job done. Okay, Came here's back. the question then. Is watching Peppa Pig... Is watching... I can't quite get over that. Is watching Peppa Pig in a bush nature connection? Of course. Peppa Pig is an animal. <laughs> it's socialisation with a non-human animal. Yeah. Biophilia. <laughs> what, I mean, that's incredible. Just hanging out. Watching Peppa Pig. Why not? Wow. Sorry. That sounds like listening. I'm being really that's judgy. Not... I'm not, I'm really... No, no, it's just... For, it's just... It's just interesting. It's just yeah. behaviour. It's yeah, just like, exactly. oh right, that is, yeah. you know, telling you. So that's telling yeah, us yeah. something as practitioners. Yeah, yeah. It's telling. Yeah. Although, be honest. Yeah. When you've gone to go and hide somewhere, have you ever just checked your emails on your phone while you're hiding in hide and seek here? In yeah, the of woods? course. Yeah, there you go. Same, isn't it? Perfect figure is the kid's equivalent of an email. <laughs> I just need to check in. No, no, no. What it is see what's is happening. Look, sometimes I'm just using my polyvagal to my advantage <laughs> because sometimes. Because I'm I'm bigger than all the kids, so I can run quite fast. So them chasing me isn't isn't very exhilarating. But if I look at an email from the accountant first, and then they chase me, holy crap! Does my heart go? I just re- I'm like, yes, got it. I've got that fear. Hmm. When is the tax bill due? Running yeah. like that. That's how it works. That's how it works. It's just firing you up yeah. for those games. <laughs> it's oh. better than secretly necking like. Red ball in a bush, so you've got a high. Which you also do. Which I. <laughs> <laughs> except it's not monster, in a bush. Except it's monster, not red. Not ball. in a bush. The cabin. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Looks. Um. So, I don't know how long we've been waffling for, right? But um, I want to from here go and find more of these exercises to do for myself because okay. then I think I will be a better human being. Because definitely I have noticed, like, I've had it, yeah, I had a stressful couple of weeks with lots of, like, computer work. Mm. The computer work, the working on the computer. Mm. Tap, 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 tap. Typing, typing. Typing, marking. Oh, lovely marking. Oh, but I've left that marking. behind and haven't. Um, and, yeah, so I want to, oh, woodpecker, hello. Over there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to do more of these things. I want to find out more about it. And I want to kind of just, yeah, hang out with this idea that emotions are not caused by thoughts. They are caused by sensory feedback felt in the body and responded to by the brain. Like that, like knocked me for six thinking about that. Say it again. Emotions are not caused by thoughts. They are caused by sensory feedback felt in the body and responded to by the brain. So you might have a crazy, Mm. you might have a thought, you know how you might get stuck in a kind of like, thought pattern going round and round ruminating oh that person said that thing that made me feel really stressed and you keep yeah. hearing that thing and so you've got that thought but then the thought causes a physical reaction in your body and that physical reaction in your body causes the emotion so thoughts oh, don't okay. cause the emotion thoughts don't or, cause the emotion or you have a or you have a completely non-verbal reaction to something which you are which is happening on a subconscious level in your reptilian brain so something made you feel threatened and it didn't even get to that thought stage. It didn't even get to that rumination stage. You just had a physical right. reaction that then created a physical um, thing in your body that then 
sent a message to your brain through your polyvagal system to give you a, a feeling of that's really big i know so does that mean that the phrase you are making me angry is entirely bullshit um well you wouldn't say that anyway would you no of course not no 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 no, no. but you do you know what i mean that's that thing of like because that is a fr- that is a thing people have said you are making me angry no, so what i'm per- saying is like yeah are you, is it not that that thing or that person is making you angry your body response you are making you feel angry yeah yeah that is giving me a response that is coming through as anger mm. it's harder to say in the heat of the moment though but that ties in to and i thought this quite often then um non-violent communication it does tie into this yes because it right. is like You're right the, the feelings you feel are the feelings you feel and no one can deny that but they are what you feel and your body and your mind are creating those feelings somebody else is not they are not responsible for how you feel your body is in your brain is yeah so it's about how you work with your body and brain to get you through those feelings that's important not the, not the other person changing their behaviour yeah which is tied to a lot of, I know we talked about it right at the start but that thing of uh, trying to fix everything with words trying to do therapy that's mm-hmm. very word based trying to do counselling is very word based yep. uh, but lots of nature therapy is like it's a bit of that but it's also phys- like physically based you know yeah. move it and God, the doing more I do this stuff. job the more I think about the physicality of it honestly like I just feel like that is one of my biggest learnings that I've become aware of this year it's like our role you know so i might have kind of gone really fixated on play for a long time and i still am obviously but at the moment i'm just really super aware of it being like a whole body a somatic approach there's a fancy word for you Mm. right that our provision is a whole body it feels like therapy this week's been very therapeutic hasn't it yes it's been like and and as you say it's not it's not what we're saying because that's another thing about being an educator or you know, somebody who works with children, that you can become very hung up on like your own voice and the own wor- your words that you choose, which of course are important. Yeah. But I think in our culture we're very fixated on that, and it's about all the words that you choose and the language that you use, and then actually us putting up a net or us building wibbly wobbly palette balance surfboard creator mm-hmm. simulator thing. <laughs> is more important right now than anything we could say with yes. our mouths like yeah that realization has really hit me this week whereas yeah. before i might have gone oh that's a bit fun you know like right at the beginning of my journey i'm talking about like mm-hmm. oh that old guy keep them busy for a bit that was like quite a nice fun thing to do now i'm like no i was about to swear <laughs> holy mackerel that thank is... god you've kept the podcast clean would have been a fucking nightmare if you hadn't fucking do you know what someone wrote motherfuck in chalk on the bench this week (laughs) spelled completely wrong (laughs) it was like motherfuck motherfuck and then they came up to me and said i've written motherfuck on the bench i was like okay in chalk okay so i could wipe it off but i just needed to let me know that it's like okay that's amazing it doesn't Um, be um i told you didn't i that someone um Someone that I know had a, a student call them a call a different teacher a complete vagina head. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, no, this was like apropos of nothing. This was just like I've got some chalk in my hand. Ooh, what can I do? They weren't angry. They were just like, yeah, I'm just gonna write motherfuck on the 
And then I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, no. So that's motherfucking important. The wiggly waggly palette. Yes. You know? There's... And if it becomes difficult to regulate, don't take the person that's having a hard time regulating away from that thing. Mm. If anything, give them more of something else to get that physical thing mm. back to into the green zone or to go you know it's it's that's often the way isn't it of like oh actually that that game's getting a bit physical for you so we'll completely put everything physical away which is coming from a place of practitioner i need to keep everyone safe or mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. i don't like seeing oh, that game yeah or, or it's triggering and therefore i'll stop that trigger for you but not putting something else in to kind of go okay but you've got this massive need and i need to yeah facilitate that i was talking about that this morning about um about the bouncy net so i was saying to another practitioner saying the net we will have the net up but um i was just saying you know for some for some groups they love the net but it become it can become really emotional and i think it's probably you know lots of reasons but one of them is that some people want the net to be i feel like we talk about the net all the time i'm really sorry but it's really interesting um some people want it to be really still and calm and just feel supported and look up at the leaves and other people want to just like boing their heads off mm. and therefore there is a clash and there. the two can't coexist no. on one single net and so i was just like oh just so be aware that that might happen and this other practitioner was like oh so how 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 do we deal with that then and i was like well our solution is to put up another net and the practitioner said oh right cool so like one of them is like becomes the bouncy net and one becomes the quiet net like well often it's it you know the children might say that but really in reality what happens is that there is no hard and fast rule about this is the bouncy net and this is the calm net it's just about um being able to move yourself out of a situation that is triggering you getting you into the red zone but not withdrawing your ability to participate in the action at all yes. do you know what i mean it's not yeah. a, it's so that you don't lose out so you can because mo- i think that's why the net becomes so emotional it's because you love the net you yeah. no, you but you hate the net because of what's happening on it but you can't take yourself away because then you're just like you're giving in and you're denying yourself that positive experience so the just the knowledge that there are two of that thing and that you can keep going backwards and forwards if you want to so you can remove yourself from a place but don't deny yourself the thing that you need mm. um kind of sorts it out and sometimes then the second one doesn't even get used very much but the knowledge that's there yeah helps you to regulate you feel safe yeah helps keep you in the green zone helps you you know understand that someone's sneaking up on me it's just a bird festival at the moment i've seen like loads of nuthatches and woodpeckers and they're just doing that thing of going oh yeah this is desert place there's no humans here loads of them yeah they're in the mud kitchen having their snacks so i think the next podcast will be Fingers crossed with John and Marina talking about their is it? In- incredible book. there in the calendar already. So, oh my gosh, we are. It's July. So, How if you haven't already got a copy, uh, let's just say the name again. Yes, so and get it correctly. Correct. The, 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 the Essential Guide to Forest School and Nature Pedagogy by John Cree and Marina Robb. Published by Rutledge. It is. Uh, well, we'll talk more about it. Oh, I've got but a, it, I've got it's a, massive. So if you want to get yourself a copy ahead of time, please do. Uh, And if you want to send us any questions to ask John and Marina, Mm. that would be great because we will just ramble chat about anything we want. But if you go, oh, can you ask them about this? Then we can pin them down and go, hey, we've got people that want to know about this thing. Yeah. Cool. Great. If not, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 
If you like this podcast and want to support more episodes, you can donate through Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash children of the forest to show your support for the Forest School podcast.